You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. Welcome to Around the Arena's Kiama Community Radio sports program, where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. With red and yellow flags reappearing on our beaches, which signify the start of the summer swimming season, I thought it's time to catch up with the Surf Life Saving Fraternity and find out what's happening in Kiama over the summer period. So I went down to the Kiama Surf Club and spoke with David Griffin to understand what's happening leading into the summer period and what activities our nippers or junior surf lifesavers can look forward to. And here's what we discussed. So this morning I'm here at the Kaima Surf Club. I'm talking to David Griffin. David is the Junior Activities Coordinator here at the club. It's nearly summer. We've got our three surf clubs about to open at Jeringong, Kaima and Kaima Downs. And David's been good enough to come along to Kaima Community Radio this morning and chat to us about the activities here at Kaima Surf Club coming up this summer. So welcome, David, to Kaima Community Radio. Thank you for having us. So, David, I, I see that you've, you've got some stuff out there going to happen. You've got an open day coming up. Uh, lots of kids coming down. Please tell us about what, what you're going to do here at, uh, at Kaima. Looking forward to getting towards summer now. We've started to get a hint of some spring weather. And we're very pleased to see that the sand is washing back up to cover the rocks on the beach. So everything's starting to come our way. On October the 9th, we're having a club open day. So this isn't just for nippers. This is a community open day to invite the community through and become familiar again with Kiama Surf Club. This is a community asset and we're keen to remind the community that we're here. So let's, before we go on to Nippers then, let's talk yeah. about that because the Surf Club is here, it's a great asset as you said, but you need volunteers. Volunteers are essential for any organisation. Uh, let's run through some of the stuff you can do if you want to come down here, become a volunteer in a Surf Club. What do I have to do? Fantastic. Uh, show up's the first thing. Look, we have so many opportunities to be a volunteer in the club that don't necessarily involve having water skills. That's probably a perception issue where people think they may need to be like what they see on Bondi Rescue. Far from the truth, we need people here that can do everything from run a barbecue to help sell the kids' clothes in the shop and then organise some of the nippers programs behind the scene. From a nippers point of view, we're hoping to be travelling to carnivals a lot more, so parents that will help coordinate those activities and support their kids on the beach is what we're really looking forward to. We can then go on for people that are interested in stepping onto the beach. Before you even get wet, we have opportunities to do training with our trainers. They do things like advanced resuscitation, medical first aid courses, all sorts of things that people can get involved in before they even worry about getting wet. And then if you want to, you can go on and do your surf rescue course, your bronze medallion, and end up on the patrol, which is uh, what we're trying to do with nippers as well, and the key. So getting involved in, yeah. in a surf club, there's lots of skills you can pick mm. up. So you're talking about resuscitation. It's a, it's a life skill. You can use that anywhere. You come down here, help out, and you can have a ton of fun as well. I, I, I really love surf clubs. I think there's some there's something for everyone in, in a surf mm. club. But let's move on to our nippers now. You, you've got an open day here, but also it's nearly nipper time. So you'll have, I guess, last year you had some hundreds, didn't you, of, of little little boys and girls getting around, or what say, little from, I think it's about 5 to 14. Um, and I, I think it's a fantastic thing that you do. So tell us about um, 
what they can expect. We have nippers starting on the 16th of October this year. On the weekend before that, the 8th and 9th of October, there will be swim proficiencies. So each age group is required to do a different swim proficiency so that the nippers can test themselves and show their new age managers their level of competence. Each age group, depending on their age, is required to do a slightly different exercise. Nippers starts on the 16th and probably the big impression that we need to make here is that what we are developing with nippers are future lifeguards of Australia. I remember when I first came here we were putting kids in with the intention of making sure they were safe at the beach. To be clear our agenda uh, and that's probably the right word with nippers is that we are creating Australia's next generation of lifesavers here. To support our Nippers program, we'll be doing competitions. Competition training will be on Monday afternoons, 4.30, and on Thursday afternoons at 4.30. And we'll be doing a lot more collaboration with both Coama Downs and Gerringong, we hope, this year as well. Well, that's terrific, because we do have the three surf clubs uh, here here in the area, and and I'm sure the other two are getting ready for the season exactly the same way as you are. So, David, as as a young Nipper, the younger people... They don't actually go in the water or don't go far into the water. They learn a lot about it in those formative years of from five to, to seven, I guess. Is that, that's right, isn't it? Correct. So under sixes is our first age group and they do an introduction. So what we're starting there is building their confidence. They're approaching the water, getting familiar with the waves. We have a number of little exercises that take them down to the water's edge and working as teams. But just to be clear, they are also being put on the pathway to becoming lifesavers. They should be able to learn basic signals on the beach, where to go and who to talk to on a beach if they see something, how to identify where dangerous areas are on the beach, and how to go and call for help if required. So they're the basic sort of skills that we'll teach the kids at a young age and start to develop on. That's great. Yeah. So let's move off that. There's been some talk about the sand here on the beach here at Coma. <laughs> it's, uh, it's gone, but it's coming back. It'll always come back. Uh, I saw some, uh, some early photos from many years ago mm. where it looked like it looks now. The seats along the front there, they start, you can nearly see them again. But anyway, yep. yeah, so your beach is going to be great. It's going to be going well again uh, with sand back on it. And also talk to us about the, uh, the, the jet boat. That's been in the news. Where is all that up to? Look, the jet boat, there's going to be a farewell for the jet boat open to all the historical crews at the surf club. Look, it's a, it's a milestone for the club for a number of reasons. What first has to be recognised is the extraordinary contribution that and its crews have made to this area. Above and beyond surf lifesaving, they have supported marine rescue, they have supported the uh, water police, they've supported maritime... And it's been a real asset here. Technology's changed, liability's changed. And Surf Lifesaving have moved their area of responsibility closer to the beach. And as a result of said big boats, which includes the jet boat that has been so familiar in Kiama, is now outside their charter of operations and being moved on to marine rescue. So that's the situation that we're in now. It is definitely the closing of what has been a very meaningful chapter for a lot of people in the community. And we expect to see jet skis now replacing those assets as a vessel that operates closer to shore. 
I'm still in a similar environment, but it will come with its own challenges, but we are being supported by Surf Lifesaving New South Wales to train up the next generation of lifesavers in that, with that asset too. So that's quite an exciting period as well. Well, on behalf of the community, uh, I'd like to formally thank Kaima mm. Surf Club for all of that effort and, and what you've done there with the jet boat. It's been mm. fantastic over the years. It's, I'm, I'm a bit sad to see it go, but yes, I can understand that um, times change and we must move on. Mm. So let's just go back to, you've got some stuff coming up, you've got an open day, just recap on that. Yeah, the open day on the 9th of October is for the entire community. We'll make it as fun as possible. It's an opportunity for people to come in and explore and become familiar with the club. There will be prizes, there will be giveaways, there will be demonstrations, there is a kid's treasure hunt. You'll be able to learn about training opportunities, volunteer opportunities, what the mission of Surf Life Saving is, and identify ways that members of the community can get engaged with the club, which I should add does include a new community membership, which is open to everyone, so they can come in as social members without being expected to patrol on the beach. So that's an exciting development for everyone as well. That sounds fantastic, David. So I'd encourage everyone to come along. Uh, have a look. It's uh, it's a great surf club here in Kaima, and uh, and yeah, get involved in surf club. It's something the surf is part of our community, and um, or it's part of our environment. So uh, I encourage everyone to come along and and on their open day. So David, thanks very much for talking to me today. I hope everything goes well. Good luck in the coming season. Um, I hope it's a great one for you. <laughs> yep. If we can get the weather to work for us this year, it's going to be even better. But uh, we're excited regardless. Okay. Thanks very yep. much. Thank you very much. ACR, Kiama Community Radio.org. For the community, by the community. To demonstrate the enormous pulling power of the UCI World Championships that were held over the last week in Wollongong, I was heading home on a train from Sydney when I ran into half a dozen guys who had come all the way from Hobart just to watch the race. They'd brought their bikes along. They'd planned to watch the race and then ride to the Gold Coast. Amazing. Here's a short snippet of what we talked about. And remember, this interview was conducted on a train, so the quality may not be as good as produced in the opulent around the arena's studio. So today I'm on a train going from Sydney down to Wollongong, and I've run into, I believe, half a dozen bike riders doing the UCI World Championships. Now these guys look very fit. They're up from Hobart. And Andrew is the leader of the pack. We're up from Hobart. There's seven mates that we've known each other for, well, for most of our lives, some of us, for 50 years. Uh, so we're in our late 50s, most of us. We've come up to watch the races. We're not riding in it. I believe there was a veterans race last week, but, yeah, we just couldn't make it to that. And we might not qualify either. So we're going to spend four days in Thoreau and we'll go down, ride our bikes down and watch some racing over the week, races over the weekend. The ladies road races Saturday and then the, the men's on the Sunday, so looking forward to that. Might fit in the AFL Grand Final as well if, on the telly if we can. And then, and then we're actually going to take off on Monday and we're going to ride from Wollongong to the Gold Coast over 10 days. So about 120-odd k's a day with a day off in Coffs Harbour. Well, that's sensational. You do realise that from Sydney where you got on to Wollongong's 120k, you could have ridden there, not got the train, but anyway. Oh, yeah, the bikes are all packed up. 
<laughs> and we didn't want to wear a lycra on the plane. It's not a good look. No, we decided to take the easy route, easy way down on the train. Very comfortable. Met some nice people. And, yeah, we're looking forward to, to, to the, the trip ahead. So we, we've done quite a bit of riding together. We went to France in 2014 at the same group. And we, uh, we, we followed the tour around and we, you know, rode up the Alps and you know, a number of the iconic peaks and we went to the Pyrenees as well. We were, we were planning on going to the Giro in 2020, but COVID put a stop to that. So this is, we replaced that with this and we finally got away and we're all pretty, pretty excited about it. So you're not in the event, but you're travelling and you're going to have a big ride just doing it that way yeah yeah we, so the event yeah we, we're not we've not done a lot of racing uh, some some of the guys have but yeah we're not sort of into racing we're just sort of keen to watch um and, and our thing is we do have a vehicle with us so we're not we are supported not like the gentleman with me in the carriage here who's completely uh self-sufficient maybe maybe we might get to do that at some stage so at, at this stage we're doing what we uh like doing and that is to just have nothing on the bike except ourselves a drink couple of drink bottles and a tube and a few bits a bit of food and and away we go so we'll, we'll stop and have lunch and we'll take it pretty easy so all the way to the gold coast all the way to the gold coast well do you fly home from there back to hobart uh, we're gonna have a, we're gonna have a bit of a rest on the gold coast for a few days and, uh, we've got three or four days on the gold coast and then we'll fly home we're all married with kids and we're um our wives have let us go, our partners, wives, and kids are grown up, so it, get, life gets a bit easier as you get older. Well, I hope you have a great time. Why not ride down to Kiama? It's a beautiful spot. We were going to have a little tap down there last year, but it didn't come off. But we'd love to see some more bike riders down that way. We may well do that. We've got our chief navigator's probably already onto it. He's probably already uh, mapped a route, and, uh, and hopefully it's to Kiama. So thank, thanks very much for the, the opportunity to chat. Thank you, Andrew. I really enjoyed having a little chat to you and, and good luck and welcome to New South Wales. It's great to be here. In Rugby League news, the Group 7 competition was finalised over the weekend. In first grade, Wurla proved too strong for Jerringong, 16 points to 14, in a highly entertaining match which will be talked about for some time. In reserve grade, Jambrew held on to defeat Jerringong 22 points to 16 after leading 16-12 at half-time, whilst in under-18s, the Jerringong side, which was undefeated all year, had little trouble with overcoming Milton Ulladulla 30 points to 6. And in NRL, the Panthers and Parramatta will fight out next weekend's grand final, and I'm sure that if Parramatta wins... The atmosphere in Cronin's pub at Jerringong will be somewhat different to what it was on Sunday night. A couple of events coming up for your diary which support mental health activities. On Friday the 14th of October, the Sam Matters Cup will be held at the Jerringong Golf Club. If you wish to get your name down or find out more about this event, just ring Shane Cochran, the club professional, on 42343333. And the Man Walk is holding a tennis day on October 15, commencing at 11am. Again, if you wish to get your name down for this event, why not text or call Paul on 0437 430 731. So before I go, I'd like to thank everyone who has contributed over the last two years to this program. I plan to take a break and return towards the end of October. 
I have thoroughly enjoyed being part of the 100 interviews that have been conducted over that time. And who can forget Jay Gaffey and her amazing feats around ultramarathons. The Kaima Swimming Club captains who spoke passionately about their sport. Bill Peters, our cricket historian, with some great stories about the history of cricket in our region. Karen Appleby and the amazing work that she and her team did to get junior soccer restarted after the big wet we had earlier in the year. Cole Rathbone, who is embarking on his 5,000km horse ride from Hillsville in Victoria all the way up to Cooktown in far north Queensland. And of course, Parko, my man in the saddle, who keeps me up to date on anything bike riding. Anyway, I hope you can join me when I return later in October. That's all I have time for this week. But if you'd like your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd, and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. This program is brought to you by Kiama Leagues Club, the modern, friendly heart of Kiama. You've been listening to Kiama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kiama Community Radio.